When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and we are live. It is UFC 283, presented by Rotowire. Main event? Well, there's two main events. Which one? I'm curious, which one are you guys more excited about? Our co-main, technically, we have Brandon Moreno versus Davis and Figueredo. Not one, not two, not three, but for the fourth time those two will get in the cage and we're going to crown a new light heavyweight champion glover to share taking on jamal hill i'm your host of fight iq and as i'm going to create a sniper mma the co-host the analyst the important guys joe also goes by sun Tzu. everybody knows joe and chris i keep changing my name also it's christopian it's chris exclamation point i don't even know what it is but i'm sure he'll you can you got to fight iq follow go follow Chris and all his insane stuff on on Twitter. It's a good time. He likes to argue with people about anything, so tweet him there. Joe, always giving out Vaseline plays and bets. Go there. And for me, I'm just a regular old MMA tout. Boring. I'm not going to do that so much in this show. I'm going to be trying to be the comic relief if you're unfamiliar. Guys, 283. We're back. Been, it's been a little while since I've seen you guys. How you doing? Uh, good, man. It's I'm... like I missed, the, I missed the last one because I was in Vegas. Sorry, Chris. I missed the last one because I was in Vegas and you had uh monk Matician fill in who did an admirable job. Um, I started out the season pretty well. Um, could have been a little better, but like, I'll, I'll take a profit and uh, you know, I'm excited to be back like 15 fights. I think there's some pretty solid dogs. I haven't like finalized lineups really? yet, but Ooh. yeah, I do. I, th- I got some dogs that I like a lot. Actually, I'm dog hurting this week, so I'm. Oh, I'm no, I, I got, I got it. I got two, maybe three solid dogs that I like um, a lot. So uh, I got one I yeah. like and two I like. Well, I guess I have to play somebody. That's my dog take. Okay. Um, Chris, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I actually, if, if I'm not mistaken, both of you missed that uh, that last. Uh, I did. I, I, was really, and, uh, I, I had the flu in December for basically all of December. It was December sucked. My birthday's the sixth. I literally woke up with the flu on the seventh. New high. I want to. Can anybody in chat beat my fever high score that week, which was one hundred five point seven? Can, can anybody? Wow. Anybody top that? Because it was damn near, still alive. I was damn near a yeah. hospital trip. Well, oh, well we should things. say that uh, that that Sean braved to be here today as well, because I, you know, as I understand, I have the a, flu bug is is, is uh, building back up. So we appreciate right now, it. It's, it's anybody who has kids will understand. It is my daughter's in kindergarten this year, so we're just always kind of sick a whole year. But I'm feeling better today than I was yesterday. So wow. improvement. Well, that's good. Um, as far as this card goes, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think the main event is the main event. I This might be a hot take, but I don't think we needed a fourth fight of this. Uh, I, right I actually away. agree with you. I agree with you. I, yeah, I you know, I think, I think they got really excited that, like, oh, this is going to be, like, our Gotti Ward, like our legacy fight, like boxing, but you know, I, I think um, I think we could have spread that out a little bit. Um, it's almost it's almost like you know you know okay we we've seen this already we know we got we got yeah. yeah I actually uh, have a pretty we, strong take I have a pretty strong take on the fight. Well, um, I mean that that's because I I I kind of I kind of think it's touch and go, but I agree with Joe. I have a couple of serious dogs that I like. I have a couple of lines here that I that I actually think are, are flat uh, wrong. So that'll be and on, on the dog side. So. Uh, that'll be interesting too, and um, the card, as I've joked before, but maybe never uh, as seriously as I'll say now that this is UFC 283 Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, we have a lot of Contender Series alums here because we had a lot of fights uh, break down with injuries and whatnot, and you know that makes it a little more interesting because uh, if you get the drop on some of these guys, theoretically, you can have information that most people don't have, but... Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see which ones are live and which aren't. But as far as the card goes, you know, a lot of opportunities to make money. What else can you ask for? Um, I, I can ask for 
bigger context sizes on DraftKings. I'm not especially thrilled with yeah. what put out there. Sure. I know last last week was a you know overlay, which I think screwed us this week, but we will see how it goes. By the way, 283 you should mention is in Brazil, so a lot of Brazilian fighters on this card, and it's always worth noting, you know, Brazil fighter, a non-Brazilian fighter versus a Brazilian fighter. We all know that being said, let's get – actually, before we get into the 15 fights, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content, no credit card required, daily fantasy, season long, all the good stuff, all the sports from NFL to soccer to MMA. Go check it out. Now let's talk about fights. Simon Oliveira, 8,600, taking on Daniel Marcos at 7,600. Line on this fight. Oliveira, minus 145. Marcos, plus 125. I think some odds value here is coming up on Marcos. And oddly enough, that is probably the one dog I think I'm picking straight up on this card. And it's not even with a ton of conv- – actually, sorry, not one. There is one more I'm picking straight up on this card. Um, but it's not even a, a ton of conviction. So somebody help me out here. Do you have a strong take? Joe, let's start with you this week. I'm on Marcos. This is one of my three dogs nice. that I like. Uh nice. I'm on Marcos here. I think he's more technical. Um, I I don't like a lot. Uh, I don't like Oliveris a lot. Um, in in that respect, and a 15 fight card, if you're looking to get different, uh, I don't think he offers a lot of value at his salary. So as a contrarian play, maybe you wanna you wanna go a little bit in that direction, just because I I really don't see a lot of value. I see this is Marcos' second fight back. He's not traveling a great deal. I believe he's from Peru. So this is not like, you know, he made his first trip outside of Peru when he went to Vegas. Um, You know, this is his second trip out of Peru, but he's going to another country in South America. So it's not that far. Um, I like Marcos here. I think he's better. He's better technically. Uh, I agree that there's odds value. I suspect he'll be somewhat popular, um, which worries me a little bit. 35 years, though? Yeah, probably not. I mean, yeah. I know, but you know, you know me. Like I, what I like to do is, and again, I am not the. And this is, I'm, I'm kind of casting aspersions on myself here. I'm not the tape study guy. Like I'm not the guy that spends hours upon hours watching tape. Right. I'm the guy that listens to the guys who spend all that time watching tape, and I try to filter out the bullshit. Right. So that, that's what I do. Like, so I, I've got a couple of guys who I listen to who watch a lot of tape, and I kind of filter out what I think makes sense to me logically and apply it to DraftKings. That's how I play. That's how I've always played. I, I work a full-time job, a lot of hours. Like I can't spend the time that some people do watching tape. So with that said, I've been seeing Marcos getting a lot of love, a lot of dog love. So I'll leave it at there. Um, I did my own little research. I, I agree with the takes. I mean, you know, and people who we respect in the industry are on him. So give me Marcos here. Chris. Yeah, um, my my take isn't that strong. I, I think I like Oliveira. Well, if you guys are picking Marcos. I like Oliveira a lot more than you do. But uh, I think I think I think I like Oliveira a little bit just because of how active he is as, as a submission grappler. And I think Marcos um, will accept uh, clinches a little bit too much. Um, he'll be a little bit more passive. I think Oliveira. Uh, will probably be the one to push the pace here. Um, if nothing else, he was really active against uh, Tony Gravely uh, in the submission department. Now Gravely um, tended them all off, and he's a guy who always loses by submission. So if some if Oliveira couldn't get him, then maybe you um, doubt that he can get guys at this level, and that's concerned. But um, if you're if you're looking for the Oliveira reasoning, I would say that um, you know submission grapplers score points uh, on DraftKings. Otherwise, I don't hate Marcos as a play, um, but um, this could just be stall. This could just stall out if Oliveira can't get it to the floor, and I'll probably have like a, a little bit of a stay away posture on this one, to be honest. As we start the card. All right, next fight up: Josiane Nunes, ninety-five hundred, taking on Zyra Farn Farn Zyra Frenchwoman. Um, Nunes minus five twenty. Zara plus 410. Look, I'm with everybody. I'm on, you know, I think Josiane wins, but of the fighters up in that top tier, she's the worst fighter. 6,700 for Farron. I think she's my favorite full cash game punt, and I think she um, is alive for a little bit of ownership, and only because I get what you're saying. I get that that was my initial reaction, Joe, but if you start looking at it, who else in the top range are you thinking is going to lose? 
And then up there, you got Almeida, Andraj, Gilbert Burns, Cody Stamen. You know, that, that's who's that range. You can make an argument. We'll talk about Rodriguez for that. And I think you could in the low nines, but of that high nine range, do you, do you really hate taking a shot at, at firing in cash games to free up salary or just to do something weird? Like, I'm not saying I'm going to play 30% of her, but I'll mix her in and I like her in cash games. I think she loses. I just, anybody who is take two to give one power shot, it makes me nervous. I think she gets it done. I just, I think fairness live. Uh, Chris. So my, here's my, like, I, I agree with um, the basic concept that you just laid out there of like, well, you know, you ha- you can't take everybody over 9,000, so you, you have to be a little discerning. My problem is that if I think Nunez wins, I think, or I should say, let me put it this way. If um, Farron loses, I think she does. I think she loses badly because um, she has she has quite a bit of, of that, like, the, the, the kind of baby giraffe uh, syndrome, I think, where, like, she just kind of gets stuck and, and can get crowded. And um, Nunez is, is the kind of fighter who can really just uh, jam up on, on the longer fighter. And all she does is throw power shots. She'll walk through hell to throw power shots. Uh, Farron's defense is atrocious, just striking defense. I think it's, like, 39%. So, um, you know, that doesn't bode well for somebody who's really powerful in this division. And people in this division don't see that kind of power, uh, you know, that often. So, you know, she might not even be really prepared for what's coming and uh, maybe just fight the way she normally fights. And, you know, I mean, it, would it surprise you if Farron got, like, two knockdowns and a first-round finish? Like, I don't think that's totally – or, I'm sorry, Nunez got, like, two knockdowns and a first-round finish. I don't think that's totally out of the realm of possibility. So – Again, trying to understand what you're saying, it's a harder fade for me just because of who the competition is. If it, if it was a little better, somebody I could trust a little more, I would say yeah. But I'm going to have more Nunes, and I'm going to have to figure out, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it as we get out there. I'm going to have to figure out who to uh, jettison there because I will need the salary, but uh, I actually like Nunes a little bit. Joe, I don't think you need the salary. I don't think you need the salary in cash. I think – my cash builds were so easy this week. I don't think you need 6.7K um, in cash. We got to talk look, about this afterwards then. We, we got yeah, Especially if you like dogs, especially if you like, um, you know, want a dog in the main event, um, you, you, you definitely don't need 6.7K in cash. Um, Nunez is minus 190 inside the distance. Um, you look at that on an average slate, and you're like, this is going to be the highest-owned fighter on the slate. Now, she's not going to be the highest-owned fighter in the slate, right? It's probably going to be, for better or worse, you know, Almeida at 9.7K, right? Um, but at minus 190 inside the different uh, inside the distance, uh, Brazilian fighter in Brazil, second fight of the night. I think the Brazilian fans are going to be disappointed because their guy is not going to win the first fight. Um, they're going to get an you know, a relatively easy winner here. I think uh, Farron is uh, sayonara or or I, I, I guess I should say au revoir, um, you know, after this fight uh, because I, I think it's going to be a pretty easy win. Yes, there's all this rhetoric about the size differential, a half a foot in height and, you know, five inches in reach. And, okay, I get it. If this was a good to above average fighter, I would put more credence in that, in those advantages because she's not, I don't. So I like Nunez here. I like her a fair amount. I'm going to be using her a lot. I don't know what ownership's going to be. I, I probably see myself being slightly over um, just because I think Almeida is going to be higher owned and you actually can do more with that extra, what, 300 bucks, um, you know, with, with, you know, with Nunez. So I'm on Nunez here and I don't I like, I'm, I don't like Farron, Farron much at all. I did a lineup builder show on my YouTube channel. I know exactly. Now I thought about it and played real quick. I know exactly what you know. I won't say what, what, what your lineup. I, as I think, I think the chalk lineup, based on what I've heard and everything, I think it's Glover, the co-main event stack, Almeida, Daniel Marcos, and you have just enough money for Johnny Walker. I'm and not that's, stacking. That's, I'm that's not pro- stacking. Okay. And, and I, I kind of knew that. That's why I felt like I wasn't giving away your lineup. But I think yep. what I just laid out, I, that's probably the chalk build. 
So just, just real quickly, and, and I don't want to get too far off topic here, but you know, my lineup, which which won everything last week in cash, I won a I won a five fifty four man, I won a two fifteen five man. You know, my lineup that won everything last week had um was had the loser of the Pennington fight. Yeah, well, there was no there was no dogs last week. Well, that that's what made me different, and I was shocked, in all honesty, that I got so many points, you know, and, and a loss. That's really what pushed pushed me over the top. All I know is that I was a part of that seventy one person train that took down the main. Yeah. And just... <laughs> nice, and that's what made me I mean, different from everybody like... else. Is everybody else who played in cash? Very few people played that fight. Right, so. Let's move along because we have a ton yep. of fights. Worley Alves, 8,300. Nicholas Dalby at 7,900. Um, a line on this fight right now. Worley Alves is the favorite, minus 125. Dalby plus 105. You can go back to any podcast I've done over the last five, six, however many years Dalby's been fighting. I don't think I've ever picked the dude. And that's not going to change. Give me Worley Alves. Um, I think he probably finishes Dalby. I, I do like him in the mid-range for GPPs. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so this is this line is is somewhat suspiciously narrow. I, I thought it would be a bit wider, which concerns me a bit. Um, and I'm curious to see if it widens out in the next 24 hours. Um, you know, I initially was looking at this and I'm like, you know, Alves is a historic shitter in the apple pie, to to you know, paraphrase our good friend Cody Safdick. Um, he's been a big favorite and choked in the past. Um, and maybe that's what's keeping some money off him. That and the fact that I don't believe he's fought in 18 months. Uh, so I'm initially looking at this fight, and I'm like, you know, I'm plugging in Dalby in some lineups. And then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, man, he was fortunate to win that last fight. <laughs> right? I think it was a bad decision. Right? So I'm going to go Alves here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure why the line is so narrow. I want to see if it widens out, as I said. I do like Alves here. I am concerned, you know, of the fa- based on the fact that he hasn't fought in so long. Um, on the positive side, it's obviously in Brazil. So, you know, coming off a layoff, you want to be in Brazil. You know, quick note in general, I think the only uh, fighter that missed weight was Anthony Smith, who was a backup fighter for the main event. Yeah. So I think we're good across the board. I was a little concerned about maybe him making weight. So um, I'm going to pick Alves here. I-, I don't think it's that you know, outrageous a pick, but I'm really surprised at the line. Remember the last time out, everybody, including myself, picked against Alves, and he starched Lazez. Like, that was rough. Chris, who you got? So, I agree 100% with Joe. It always scares me when uh, I really like something, and I think it should be wider, and everybody else is on it with me. I said, because I feel like the mush is, the mush isn't coming. But uh, I, have to, I have to pick Alves here. I, I don't know... Like unless unless Alves gasses out, uh, he's better than Dalby literally everywhere. Uh, Dalby is just sort of a pocket boxer, outfighter who likes to stay at range, and you know Alves more explosive, better kicking, better jujitsu. Uh, wrestling might not be as good, but why would he want to take uh, Alves to the ground anyway? Um, so yeah, I'm taking Worley Alves here. I think a finish might materialize too. I don't think he should get tired because I feel like he should be controlling the fight. Um, but uh, if he does get tired, you might guess and Dalby might win. But uh, I, I got to pick Alvis here. I just think he's better everywhere. All right, let's go next fight up. I'm talking about Terrence McKinney, 8,500. Take on the first, the Bonfim brothers, Ismail Bonfim at 7,700. Line on this fight, McKinney minus 120, Bonfim plus 100. Virtual coin toss, fight doesn't go to decision, minus 1,100. Ooh, fight won't start round two, minus 165. Uh, seems like a fight we need to be jamming into DraftKings lineups if we're that heavily expecting a first-round finish. I'm on the McKinney side, um, but it's it's close. But I do lean McKinney. Bonfim is somebody you have to mix in in GPPs because McKinney is just going to blow his load in the first round. I do think sneakily, I think McKinney's grappling will play a factor here. That's why he is my pick. I think everyone's thinking stand and bang. McKinney gets takedowns too, so... That's my pick for this fight, close fight, GPP fight. Uh, Chris, you're first. Yeah, I'm on McKinney too, and I, I agree about the grappling. Um, it is scary because if he doesn't finish you in that first three minutes, he's going to lose. 
as we saw in the Drew Dober fight. I mean, Drew Dober didn't really do anything except Drew for, Dober's a beast. You know, don't you don't you talk about Dober like that? That's well, I'm, well, first, <laughs> Drew Dober, it's like it's almost like he's cheating. Like his head is, it's like the Yoel Romero thing where his head is fused to his neck, and so it doesn't. I mean, he just takes every shot, and it's not even fair. Um, justice for Bobby Green, but uh, anyway, uh, I think that. Uh, I, I do agree with you that McKinney is uh, is the play here. I, you got you have to have both. I think that the pace McKinney keeps could swallow him up um, as it does so many other fighters. But um, I, I agree that you have to mix them in. But this is going to be a one round fight, and either McKinney finishes or he doesn't and gets finished. I'm going to flip the coin to heads. I think McKinney finishes. Uh, he's the pick here. Joe. Sure. Uh, two reasons, one technical, one narrative driven, why I am pretty heavy on the underdog in this fight. Um, this is the better of the two, in my opinion. Um, Bonneton Brothers fighting on the really? card. Yeah, it's the, it's I like the, the first. Other one better. I think this is the better, personally. Um, hmm. I, it's the first fight, so it's interesting. And, and um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I always, whenever I plagiarize someone, I like to give them credit first. So, um, Santino DeFranco, um, he's got his own podcast. Um, you know, fight ready, great camp, hot camp. Um, he does not allow brothers to fight on the same card if he's training brothers. And the reason is because it's not so much for the first fight. It's the second fight. The brother gets so invested in the one brother that's fighting that it's like a, a dual adrenaline dump. So aside from that, um, I think I think this is the better fighter. I think he's more technical. I think he's obviously got better cardio than, um, than McKinney. This is McKinney, I believe, is, this is his first time out of the U.S. And he is traveling to Brazil to fight in a different time zone, right, in front of a hostile crowd um, against a very popular local fighter um, who I think is technically superior in many ways. Um, really good boxer. Um, I don't think he is a fish out of water on his back. And I think McKinney is going to adrenaline dump badly. Um, not to say there's not risk here. I, and while I will have some shares of McKinney, um, this could end really badly for him in the first couple of minutes. Um, I'm meaning Bonnie, but I like Bonnie here. Um, I like him a lot. And again, there are both, you know, technical and narrative reasons why I see him winning this fight. Um, give me, give me Bonnie. Chris, did you go first for this one? Yeah, you went already. I did. did. Yes. Okay. I lost my. I'm glad, glad to see you were paying attention to me. Yeah, you and Chris talked. against one. In, it was two against in one ear, in one ear, out the other. Cody Stamen, 9,200, taking on Luan Lacerda, um, 7,000. His price, Stamen minus 365, Lacerda plus 300. I like Stamen. I think he wins. I'm worried about his scoring potential, but um, I'm going to keep it really simple for my breakdown in the interest of time. I do think Stamen wins. Joe, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I think this is like, uh, you know, thank you for being a company man fight uh, for Stamen. Uh, I think he should win this fight pretty easily my only concern is i'm not really sure how um he finished you know i think the ufc wants to get him two wins in a row they they gift wrapped eddie wineland for him i don't know if he gets the finish here that's my concern um you know like before fighting wineland he fighted he fought saeed namagamadoff murab and jimmy rivera not exactly easy fighters you know and took took three l's i think this is the second gimme fight uh, for Stamen here. Um, I don't know how good uh, Luan is. He's 12 and one, which so on, on the surface, you know, his record is not that bad, but he's also 30 years old. Um, you know, he's a new and Yao fighter, which is a camp that, um, you know, completely fell off a cliff once USADA came into play. Uh, so you know, look, he's, he's got a decent ground game, but he's not going to out wrestle Cody Stamen. So I like Stamen here. My concern is, since this is a DraftKings-oriented show, that I don't know how much I like Cody for DraftKings purposes. I mean, I, is he going to score at his price point? I'm probably going to have, or I know I'm going to have, the lowest amount of, of Cody, of fighters in that range for that reason. But I, I, I like Cody to win. I like him to win pretty dominantly. I'm just not confident that he's going to get a quick decision. Agreed. I think I, th I think we all agree. But um, Chris, anything to add? 
Well, I think you saw the smile creep across my face. I haven't had one of these in a while where I'm super against oh, the norm, God. but Joe. Right. You, you still have like two to three minutes. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Joe, I don't know how Cody Stamen wins either, and that's why I'm picking Lacerda. Um, wow. Lacerda, uh, I think 10 wins out of those 12 are submissions. Um, basically, that negates the wrestling game of Cody Stamen in my mind. He's not going to be on Going to be on the ground here, and if he's not going to be on the ground, Lacerda is a very decent kickboxer. Um, he's very aggressive, and uh, when push comes to shove, I always pick the kickboxer against the boxer. Um, I think, you know, just just being like a scrappy wrestle boxer has its has its limits uh, at bantamweight. Um, I think he's already hit him. Not to say that Lacerda is obviously the best fighter he's faced. You guys list them <coughs> off, but. Not just Nova yeah, but Lacerda was a direct training partner of Aldo. Um, he has a story about taking a picture with him in the cage um, at at uh, I think it was the second Mendes fight. So you know he's been he's been in the cage getting his licks in for a long time. Um, I think he's going to show something here. I think uh, I think he's a good fighter, and I think he, him taking away Stamen's tools is uh, is going to pay dividends. So this is my first dog, and I guess it's a big one. I'm taking Lacerda. Look, I, I don't actually. I wanted to make fun of you, but I actually don't hate the pick. I mean, I was just while you were while you were giving your diatribe on Lacerda, I was looking at the records of the guys he beat in LFA, and they weren't half bad. Like there weren't like mm-hmm. at least of late, there weren't a lot of these like like zero and five or two and three. There were you know the records were pretty good. Like I think the last fight he won in LFA, the guy was eleven and one. Um, so I. I don't hate it. I mean, I may need to throw a few shares of of the dog here. Again, he was already the guy I liked the least at that upper price point, so I may need to actually now throw a few lineups in with uh, with uh, with Lacerda. So I don't I don't hate the take. I can't really find myself making. Well, I mean, I don't worry. I'm sure there'll be plenty of there'll be plenty of opportunity for you to make fun of me going forward. That's actually my. I mean, I didn't comment on the beard. I was gonna kind of go there, but no. There's 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 so many favorites I like and it means dogs I want to be under on and I'm not playing a ton of statement for the reasons you guys mentioned so I naturally have some Lacerda. I'm hoping well, right now I'll, I'll I'll dip into the stuff I have behind the paywall real quick just for you guys on this show. Right now my plan is 17% Luan Lacerda. So I'm hoping I'm actually a little over with that number. That's, that's my hope. Since 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 Joe gave me some public love, I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do this right now. You got a you got a fan in the audience there, Joe. Joe is the man. Love Joe is a celebrity. I was talking to somebody. Uh, last he night. is. And people, I'm lucky enough where some people know who I am. Usually online, like and I'm not like any type of celebrity in this space. I'm like the 15th biggest name. But go someplace where you go to a fight with Joe, and people are like Sun Tzu. Oh. Hey, Sniper. I'm like, what the f- just happened? And it's, yeah, I wish it's I could say that wasn't times. true, but it is. Multiple yeah. times. It's like Joe. Yeah, now I just need, I need like some of our female fight fans. Uh, I get, look, I gave a shout out on New Year's to, to the women of MMA. And I'm not talking about professional fighters. I'm talking about like the cool group of females that actually, you know, follow MMA like religiously. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, this is really, really cool. Um, you know, like they just get so into the fight. So like when, when I get recognized by one of them, I'll know I've truly hit like elite status. That's so, when you made th- it, yeah. Thank you, yes, exactly. But thank you for that. Next fight, you know what, Joe, you know, you know, you talk about women's MMA all the time and we've made jokes about attractive fighters because we're disgusting pig men. Like it just, it just kind of, sometimes they, they slip out and Joe has coined the phrase Vaseline fight. I think this is a Vaseline fight the amount of sweat and nastiness we're going to see with Shamil Abdurakimov taking on Jalton Almeida. It is Almeida is 9,700. Uh, Abdurakimov is 6,500. A line on this fight. Uh, Almeida is minus a billion or uh, a thousand actually. Come back yeah. on Abdurakimov plus 675. Why did I give it that big build up? Because this fight breakdown, if anybody takes more than a minute, we're kicking you off the show. Almeida should win. Abdurakimov. Is here to get smashed unless he lands a heavyweight bomb. But yeah, I'm, no. The, the issue is Almeida's price tag is dumb dumb. So if you can fit him, go for it. If not, like he's not a must have because 9700 is dumb. So Abdurakimov, see you, bud. Almeida should win this fight. Uh, Joe. 
So uh, the only thing I'll say about uh, the underdog here is that in the winter without a coat, he can maintain a 97 degree body temperature. Uh, I'll kind of leave it at that. And I will take uh, Almeida to win this fight. He's going to be highly owned. My only concern here is, is at, ni- at 9.7K, if he doesn't get any peripheral stats, meaning like, let's say he gets one knockdown and he doesn't finish the guy in the first minute, right? We're looking at 100 points with a couple of significant strikes. That might not be enough um, on this card. So that is my only concern. And the fact that he's likely going to be the highest priced, the, the highest owned fighter. Um, and you have so, to have, that means you have to have a few underdogs mixed in, or just even if he scores 120, it won't be enough if we don't get two dogs. Yeah, in. and that, that is really my concern here is that there's not going to be peripheral stats here um, for him. So, you know, that's my concern, although I can't find a way for him not to win. I mean, if anybody can, it'd be Chris. Chris? True, true that. I, I, this, is beyond, this is beyond even my power. Uh, I just want I want Almeida to have a, get a real fight. That's what I want. Now, what's been happening recently? Just speaking to the scoring is he's he's been getting takedown. Guy will get up, takedown. Guy will get up, takedown. Guy will get up. He will um, then smash them because they get tired. And this will happen in the first round. So it's been like two or three takedowns in the first round, ground and pound, a little bit of control time, and the first round finish. That could happen here too. I mean, I mean, Derek Lewis did it. If Derek Lewis did it. Uh, Gerald Almeida can do it. I think I, I, I actually think he comes through here. If you, so if you can fit him, I, I do like him. If people stay away from him for that reason, I get it, but I'm gonna have him. He's averaging 118 in his three fights. I think he gets it done here again. Uh, I don't think, excuse me, I don't think Shamil has anything for him whatsoever. Um, the pick is Almeida. All right, next fight up the other Bonfim brother, the one I think is a little better, Gabriel Bonfim, 8800 taking on Munir Lazez. At 7,400, um, Bonfim minus 165, Lazez plus 140. I actually don't like this fight for DraftKings. I think it falls in a weird range. I don't see a ton of upside. I think Bonfim wins a striking match and we'll move on here. Lazez, I don't know. I, I just I don't like this fight. I think there's Lazez ends up on the, on the optimal. He squeaks by a dirty win and no other dog wins. Like That's how Lazez finds his way there. I don't think he's going to finish Bonfim. I don't see a big score in the making for him. So. Give me the other Bonfim brother here as the favorite, but I don't have a ton of him. Chris, what do you got? So I like Lazez. I don't know why we're off of him all of a sudden. I think, uh, you know, he's still a nice kickboxer. He can he can mix in his wrestling. He's very powerful. Bonfim I like. I like his body work. I like uh, that he's aggressive. But I, I think that Lazez is, is the more seasoned striker here. He's um, – Probably the better wrestler as well. Um, if they get down to the floor, that'll be interesting from a jiu-jitsu perspective. But all things considered, um, I, you know, I still like Lazez's skill set. And I think if people are overlooking him, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where we were all just amazed that he was the next best thing. And then, you know, he gets finished once and then we have nothing to do with him. But I still like him. I still think he's a quality fighter. I'm picking Lazez. Joe? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Chris here. I'm on Lazez as well. This is another dog that I like. Um, so I, I think he's got a real shot here. Um, I see him winning a decision, which could be enough, um, you know, with, with his price, with his salary at, what is it? 7.5. Where is he? Um, where's Lizaz? Uh, here he is. He is at, uh, 7.4. Yeah. I, I, at 7.4 against a debuting fighter, I, I definitely like him, uh, Experience. I think he's fought as good, if not better, competition. I'm going to say he's fought better competition. So uh, give me Lizez here. All right, let's go next fight up. Let's talk about Tiago Moises, 9,000. Take on Melquizel Costa, 7,200. Um, Moises minus 365. Come back on Costa, plus 300. I actually don't hate Costa as a fighter. Just don't think this is the spot. Uh, I'm on Moises. I think he probably – I like the uh, – what was the prop here? Moises wins by submission plus 180. Uh, really interesting to me. Um, so, yeah, that's my play here. But Costa, I said I'm dog light. He's one I can mix in a little bit. Again, because I don't know if Moises gets that submission early. Uh, Joe, who you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same camp. I like Moises here. I just don't know how he's going to win. Um, you know, so I'm, you know, given all the other options, I'm not sure. I mean, I'll probably have 
slightly more Moises than Stamen. But um, other than that, he's, he's not like one of my favorite plays in the upper tier. Um, although if he wins this fight and gets a lot of control time and ultimately gets a submission, I can certainly see him scoring well. It's just I, I'm not as confident of that as I am of other spots on this slate. So I'll take Moises here. Um, I'm not sure what my ownership is going to be, um, but uh, give me Moises. Joe, uh, Chris, sorry. Yeah, I don't hate Costa either. In fact, I don't hate him so much that I'm actually picking him here. Um, I, in fact, I I like more dogs than I than I uh, originally thought. I had to stop and think about it, but uh, yeah, I, I um, look. Moises has gotten better with his boxing, but uh, again, I like kickboxing better, and I think that uh, uh, Costa is is a pretty good and powerful and uh, uh, accurate kickboxer and pressures well. Uh, I don't think that um, Moises will just be able to. He uses jujitsu here. I think Costa has shown himself to be pretty competent on the ground as well. So it'll be interesting when they get there. I don't think it's an auto sub, which is uh, another reason why I'm picking him because if I did think that, then that would be a path for him. I don't, and because I don't, I don't really see a path for him to win. So uh, I'm on Costa. All right. Not not the craziest thing you've ever said. So I'm just gonna just gonna move along. Uh, next fight up, we're gonna talk about. Gregory Rodriguez, RoboCop 9100, taking on Bruno Fajera at 7100. Um, line on this fight, Rodriguez minus 305. Come back on Bruno, plus 255. I mean, we have to talk about Bruno. Look, I I don't hate him. I'm picking RoboCop, but any, again, at that weight class, anybody who likes to get in wars and block punches with their face, sure, everybody's live. My pick is Rodriguez, but... Herrera is for sure a dog to mix in your GPPs. Um, the pick is RoboCop, though, especially Bruno on short notice. But that, that fight style, similar to McKinney, anything can happen, man. And he's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Chris, who you got? Yeah, I'm picking RoboCop, too. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back ever so slightly and say that I think his defense has gotten a little better uh, since, uh, certainly since the Contender Series. That's and, like somebody uh, is constantly driving on driving around at 140 miles an hour, and they run out of gas, and you're like, "Oh, but at least he's slowing down." Like, well, wait, wait, when's the last crazy. time? When's the last time he really got hurt? I mean, I guess that the fight against Park. I don't know when um, he had the vagina on his head last fight. Oh, we, we that was that was a sh- well, okay, but he fought through that, so that is he's tough I'm enough. I'm saying to anybody who's willing to constantly wade into the wars. At 185 and above, it's just dangerous. It's dangerous. That's, all. That's my only point. I'm, I'm picking mean, the show. The reason why I don't think it's that dangerous is because I think Fajaya is just too sloppy as a striker. Um, and I think Hobocop um, is definitely gotten better as a counter striker. And I think very powerful. I think uh, Fajaya can eat one on the way in. Um, he's got the jujitsu to rely on. I wish he would wrestle more. He does not. I still think that. Um, if he takes a shot, he'll be tough enough to eat it. Um, but I think Fahey is just, you know, too 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 reckless as a striker. I don't think he's going to hit him clean as much as you imagine that he might. So my pick is Robocop. Joe? Robocop. <laughs> my only concern is fight IQ. That's it. I'm not really That's concerned. my goal. That's my goal. Yeah. You went into these wars, man. <laughs> like a big sloppy right hand hits you. You guys worry too much. You stay in there with Fahad and let him swing wildly, and you know, you'd be not concerned. All right, next fight up. Oh. Next fight up, Ihor Poteria, 8,900, taking on Shogun Hua at 7,300. Line on this fight. Poteria is currently minus 205, Shogun plus 175. Fight doesn't go to decision. Minus 280. So we're looking at, you know, probably another finish here. This is Shogun's last fight, the legend. Um, I was telling Chris before the start, I hope Shogun is beyond juicing. Uh, and Daniel Levy said that in, in, in Best Fight Picks. Like, I'm going to plagiarize. I, I got to give him credit. I do hope he's juiced out of his mind. Um, I want to see him go out on a high note. And he's. It's not like he's getting, you know, like the the OSP fight being a split decision. Like I was ready to write him off 
after the Paul Craig tapping the strikes and the, the Nagara like him. I was like, all right, we're probably done here. But one more go around against Ior Poteria, whose record, I, I, I guess they say it's 27 and, and it's what is it? They say it's not 27, 18 and 3. And this is the guy you dig into that record, man. As as few as one, two, three, four, five fights ago, he was fighting 0 and 3 guys. And six fights ago, no record. So, and then 17, 18, 1 and 9. Like, Really limited stuff. Now he got a real, you know, contender on, on the contender series, and then lost to Nikolai Negomariano, who I can't get that guy right. I, if Shogun was ever going to upset somebody, this is probably the spot. I think Ihor is kind of a fraud, so it's the ghost of the fighter, and I like ghost of fighters. See, I'm Team Cerrone, so it's the ghost of a fighter against the fraud, and who wins? Give me the ghost of a fighter fighting, hopefully on steroids in front of his home crowd, as an underdog. Could anything happen? Sure. Could Could Shogun be knocked out and face down in the first fifteen seconds? Yeah, probably, because Ihor fights like a crazy madman because he sucks. So, I'm gonna say Shogun survives it, and maybe some of the Brazilian fans jump in and kick Ihor's ass for him. Uh, give me Shogun, <laughs> Joe. I don't know, man. I, I heard I heard Shogun got injured skipping rope. Um... I uh, look. I, I the na- I'm a narrative guy, so I should really like Shogun here for all the points that you made and Daniel Levy made, and I should really be on Shogun here. And I might, for that reason, throw a few shares of him in here. Um, oh gosh, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to pick him to win, but like, I'm not endorsing playing the other guy either. Um, I, I think. Let's wait to see how the how the next twenty four hours affects the betting lines. But um, I'll pick the other guy here, and I'll say you should probably have more Shogun in GPPs than the other guy for all the narrative reasons that Sean mentioned. Chris, yeah, I, I don't know how to call this fight with any confidence. I mean, Shog- uh, Shogun did okay against OSP. Everybody does okay against OSP for at least a round. It's a, that's in the contract when you sign it to fight. Like you're gonna have a good like first round at least, and then we see what you do from there. But um, yeah, I mean I'm not a big fan of Ihor uh, either. Um, you know I, he he's got a, a decent kicking game. Uh, I don't exactly know. See the problem is I don't know what kind of Shogun we're gonna get. Um, if we get a Shogun that that's gonna advance and and really try to take it to him, then yeah. I mean, maybe he could do something similar to what Negra Mariano did and just sort of whittle him down. But this is Shogun we're talking about, and he's had cardio issues for years before before he was in his you know 40s and ready to retire. So if anything, I would say that maybe I'm going to play this one a little lighter because in the grand tradition of, of fighters, you know, aging out of the sport and, and going into their last bout um, – he might be a little hesitant to pull the trigger and we might get a little bit of a staring match. So in a fight where um, everybody's going to be on the inside of the distance prop and therefore take one of these fighters, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be, um, you know, maybe I'll play it a little lighter. I guess I'm just going to take Ehor because I don't know that I can trust Shogun and maybe Ehor just wins like, the, the 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 worst, but you know what? Maybe he wouldn't win a decision in Brazil if it was that close. You know what? I'll take Shogun. Whatever. Yeah. Um, All I know is that in his <laughs> last six in his last six fights, Shogun's got two third round finishes. How about that. Ah. All right. Fuck your um, thing, concern. I, I mean, the, the only the only the only reason I'm I'm saying is because if if it comes to a greasy decision, he's not losing it in Brazil. Uh, that just oh, occurred to me. So I always love looking at records and seeing James Tahuna because that's that's Joe's boy. <laughs> the Joe's thing, yeah. Uh, so all right. yeah. So my pick is Shogun, but uh, I really I'm not sure where I am in the fight. Uh, full disclosure, and I'll probably be a little lighter on. All right, main card time: Johnny Walker, 8700. Paul Craig, 7500. Line on this fight: Johnny Walker is minus 190. Craig is plus 160. Uh, I had a video on my YouTube channel about this fight. I do think that Johnny Walker wins here. I think Paul Craig, every second at range, is a problem. I think Johnny Walker is strong enough 
on top to not get submitted. I, I mean, in theory, working with John Cavanaugh, one thing you should improve on um, would be your BJJ. So I, I think he'll be okay there. We see the jumping knees. But I, I really honestly see another knee knockout. Like Paul Craig trying to get this fight to the ground however he can, and then Walker landing the knee and putting him out. Like every second standing up is a problem. I, I just – you're relying on Paul Craig to catch a submission off his back. I just – I don't see it. Give me Johnny Walker. Press who you got. So we are on very opposite sides of this. I actually don't understand why Johnny Walker is a favorite here. You're out of your um, mind. No, I not listen. Look, here's the problem, right? Everybody picking Johnny Walker in this fight still thinks Johnny Walker is Johnny Walker four years ago. That's not like you tell you 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 just told me flying knee. When was the last time you saw explosive offense from Johnny Walker in the last four years? When's the last time he fought a guy who's going to sit there and let him, let him knee their head into next century? Well, 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 what do you mean? He he fought. I mean, I know I know that he just beat you on Kutalaba, but Kutalaba was diving haphazardly at his legs every second. If ever there was a time to throw a flying knee, I mean, look, he subbed that him on- was, But that was in fairness. The, the knockout he had against Jamal Hill was the fight before that. It's going to take you a little bit to shake some of that rust off and get and get, and get comfortable again. Well, but well, but but ha, but how has he shown you that he's comfortable? He subbed, uh, he subbed Kutalaba after Kutalaba took him down a bunch of times. I'm pretty sure Joe would be comfortable on his feet against Paul Craig. Well, but look, all I'm saying is that we 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 haven't seen that guy, and I know you're thinking, well, it's Paul Craig, so he can still do it. But like, a tentative fighter is a tentative fighter, and he's a tentative fighter now. Um, I think that uh, Paul Craig is going to get him to the ground here. And I think that once he does – look, the, the thing about longer fighters is it can actually be easier to submit them because, you know, their limbs are just flopping out there. They're, they're there to be taken. So, um, I yeah, I can he knock him out? Obviously, right? But um, you, can't, you can't take a fight like um, the, the Uzdemir fight and, and – transpose it to this because Uzdemir's always really always had lights out takedown defense and Johnny Walker doesn't really have lights out anything anymore. I'm just saying I don't know how you can trust him other than um, hatred of Paul Craig, which is weird because over and over again he's shown you that he can walk through fire if he has to and go get these things. So, yeah, I'm on Paul Craig here. Johnny Walker would have had to show me something before this and he hasn't and so... I can't okay. take him at, at favorite odds. I think I think it's nuts to take him at favorite odds. I really do. Uh, my pick is Paul Craig. Joe. Yeah. So I actually see both sides here. Um, you know, there's a, maybe a little bit of recency bias on Johnny Walker getting that win um, against uh, against Kutlaba. You know, especially by sub. Um, but Kutlaba had just horrible fight IQ there. Um, you know, training at SBG with Kavanaugh, uh, he's definitely reined in some of the wildness of Johnny Walker. Um, you know, we know what Paul Craig is. I mean, he he is not going to, um, you know, the, I think the last person he beat up in a standing affair was, was Shogun. Um, you yeah. know, so he, he's got to get the fight to the ground. Um, I am going to tentatively pick Walker um, in Brazil here. Um just because, uh, but I don't like, I see a lot of love for Walker here. And I'm, I'm like you, Chris, I don't get, even though I'm picking Walker to win, I don't get the unabated love here where they're, they're calling him a parlay piece. Like, doesn't make any do, sense. do you really have enough confidence in Johnny Walker to make him a parlay piece? Like, I don't really see that. So I'm going to tentatively pick Walker. I'll have some of them in, in my lineups. I think Craig at 7.5 is a good value. Here and you know I'll definitely have some shares of him, but uh, I'll pick Walker. Man, Joe coming to my rescue this week. I love it. Yeah, yeah I know. How about that? You guys You're making good points. Guys. I'm fr- I'm frustrated. He's had a month to prepare. Anyway, yeah. next fight: uh, Jessica Andrade, 9400. Lauren Murphy, Lucky Lauren Murphy, 6800. Uh, line on this fight: Andrade minus 475. Murphy's plus 380. Um, yeah, Murphy. Needs to get lucky again. I don't see how she wins this fight. Um, Andrade all day by kind of however she wants. Uh, Joe? Yeah, I love Andrade here. I mean, Murphy, lucky is a great nickname for her because of the, you know, the very fortuitous judging and giving her those split decisions. And and she owes 
the judges uh, the fact that she got a, a title fight because otherwise, you know, look, I admire her. Um, you know, she's definitely has a this great narrative around her. She's 39 years old. I can't imagine she's going to have that many more fights, but like she really should have lost the fight against Wood. She should have lost the fight against Andrea. The Joanne, the Joanne Wood fight was bullshit. Bad. You know, like, you know, and then, you know, look, I'll, I'll give, also give her credit for lasting four rounds with Val. She's tough. Um, you know, I think she's going to have to take a similar beating, you know, with Andrade. But again, let's look at that Val fight. Um, you know, she was, you know, several years younger and now she's, you know, several years older and she's not like trending in the right direction age wise. So I like Andrade here. I think she's she's a bulldog. I've always been a huge Andrade fan, especially at, you know, look, no issues making weight, right? She's fought at 115. I think she has no issues at at, at 125 here. I think she's just gonna gonna brutalize Murphy. She could win it any way she wants. Um, Murphy is tough, which actually can work in our favor from a DraftKings perspective, in that, you know, it, it might take more than one knockdown, um, and, and definitely more than one takedown. So we could get some points here. Um, depending on, on how long the fight goes. So give me on Joshua. I like her. I like her quite a bit. Chris. Um, this take might be for me, might be stronger than my Almeida take. I don't know. Like Lauren Murphy, this is just her being a victim of her own success here. I don't know what she can do to win. She's not going to be able to stop the aggression. She's not going to be able to stop the power. She's not going to be able to stop the takedowns. She hits way harder. Lauren Murphy is like, this, she tries to work her way into every fight uh, with her boxing. You're just not going to have time to do that. I, I just this would be uh, this would honestly this would be more shocking to me than if than if uh, Shamil won. I uh, I don't see any path for Lauren Murphy whatsoever. I think Almeida gets a knockout. Uh, Almeida. Well, I do. I think he gets knocked, but I think Andrade gets a knockout, and um, I think she's perfect for everywhere on drafting. So pick is. Agree. Next fight, Gilbert Burns, 9,300. Neil Magny, 6,900. Burns is currently at minus 460. Magny, plus 370. Yeah, as much as I've always said Neil Magny under, is underrated, it's a bad matchup for him. Um, Burns probably takes him down and submits him. Um, Chris, who you got? Yeah, better grapplers than him have always been a nightmare for him. If, it, it, he's he's weird. If if he's a better grappler than you, he can destroy you as as a grappler. If you're better than him, uh, he, you're just gonna kill him, just like RDA did. And uh, the reach advantage, obviously, but uh, Gilbert Burns is gonna close that distance. He can probably get a knockout if he wanted to, but I think he's gonna go the wrestling route. I think he's gonna go the jiu-jitsu route. Uh, my pick is Gilbert Burns. Uh, this is another easy one for me, uh, as reflected in the line. Joe? Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything Chris said there. Um, uh, you know, the only time I've ever really bet Magny is fight when when a fight is at elevation and his opponent has no cardio. Like, that's, that's the time to bet Neil Magny. This is not one of those circumstances. Um, you know, like, Burns, like, I was super impressed with how he fought um, Kamayev. Um, so, um, give me Burns here. I think this is a pretty easy fight. I like Burns a fair amount. Um, I will have a lot of him in my lineup. So, give me Burns. All right. Co main event time Davidson Figueroa, 8,200. Brandon Moreno, 8,000. Line on this fight. Oh, this one jumped around. Where'd it go? What are you doing, best fight odds? All the way down here. Uh, Moreno's the favorite now, minus 125. Figueredo plus 105. Um, I like the reverse odds value, and I like the dog money on Figueredo. He's my preferred play. Look, they're 1-1-1. One, one, one. I get it. Plenty of tape to watch. Over the course of all those rounds, I'm more impressed with Figueredo. By the way, Figueredo wins the first shot, first fight, if not for the um, point deduction. So I get it. It's a foul. You have to kind of foul. But to me, I think Figueredo wins this fight more times than not. My actual concern is some of the late rounds and the cardio because I do think the cut for him is too big. I like to see him at 135, but it's a guy I think who's better anyway, and they're in Brazil. Figueiredo my, is, is my pick. Chris, you, I mean, Joe, this is your fight. You got so um, I don't. I did not get a chance to watch. I haven't seen Wayans yet. 
I heard a rumor that Figueroa was heavy. Um, but, you know, unless someone, you know, chimes in in chat and says that he looked like death warmed over during weigh-ins, he obviously made weight because everybody did. So um, I liked Figueroa before that. I like him now. Um, I'm not sure I understand the odds movement. Um, yeah, uh, you know, McLovin is the more technical fighter here, but I like uh, I like Figgy. I like him a fair amount. Um, I expect to have him liberally in my lineups. Chris? So someone who doesn't actually care what happens at weigh-ins as long as they make it because they can re- rehydrate, let me say that I saw a picture and he didn't look good. He looked like a ghost. Um, but, again, you know, rehydration, I, I don't really base my fight picks on that. But if anybody was interested, uh, he did not look good at weigh-ins. But um, having said that, I'm picking Moreno. I – I think it's it's razor close. With it's razor close, I have to pick the skill-based fighter. I think Moreno is a better boxer. I think Moreno is more athletic. I think Moreno has more uh, – no, I don't want to say more tools. I, well, I guess I would say more tools because, you know, better footwork as well. Um, Figueredo, obviously, with the power and, uh, you know, can also grapple um, – but I think we saw Moreno really scramble a lot from bottom position. And, um, look, I, I just think he's the better fighter. And I, I'm going to pick the skills here in a close fight. So uh, my pick is uh, my pick is Moreno. All right, let's talk about the main event. Jamal Hill, 8,400. Glover Teixeira, 7,800. Uh, line on this fight is currently – back where I was. Minus 140 for Hill to share a plus 120. Um, look, I, I'm on the side of Hill. I'm a big believer in the accumulation of damage in a career. Before Glover to share the start of, Joe, do you know what the start of Glover to share's run to the, the title was? Top of let's your head? Take, let's take a look. I'll give you a hint. We were there. Oh, really? It was the MSG. fight against Carl, it was Carl Roberson where he was knocked out and came back to life. Oh, Barclays, Barclays, yeah. Barclays, yeah. Sorry, Barclays. Yeah. It was in the city. It's, he gets hurt a lot. He gets in these wars. I know, and he was just in a war with Prohaska, and I know he survived it uh, somehow. But again, that's just more damage he's taken. And Jamal Hill, you know, when he hits people, I'm sorry. I I, I see the power. So I get Jimmy Crute. I've seen it other places. Like, I just. I'm just not convinced that Glover can eat a shot from Jamal Hill. Um, if he has to fight to the ground, I, I get it. He's going to hurt Hill down there. This is a big upside fight. I'm not saying Glover's not live. I've seen a lot of love for Glover. I'm just on the Jamal Hill side for accumulation of damage. I think at some point, Teixeira is going you – know, he's not the type of guy to just go out and shoot a takedown immediately. He usually is on the feet for a little bit, and I – I think he, when he gets hit early, I just think that's going to be it. So, And I guess it's a little bit of bias in my pick in that at the start of the year for MMA Play 365, before this fight was announced, because this is a late play, this was, we picked our champions, who was going to be the champion, it's a New Year's thing, at the end of 2023. And for a light heavyweight, I picked Jamal Hill. I didn't think I was going to get a title shot in February, but here we are. So there's no way I'm not going to pick him here. Um, I, I, I really think without... Prohaska in this division, Jamal Hill can be the guy for a little bit. I think I think Hill hurt Anthony Smith too because Anthony Smith likes to be in the wars. So give me Hill. Glover Glover is life though for all the reasons I kind of hit on. And that, that's that's my take on this one. And I don't like this fight in cash games on, on either side. Like it's just it's sketchy. And unfortunately, you land there in so many builds that I might be forced to take Hill and forced to take one of them because I feel like the mid-range main event, you, you end up there more than I want to. So that's my take on this. Who's first? I think this is Chris. You're, you're on first with the main event, correct? Yeah. Um, well, your, your pick makes sense. Now, I, if if I picked a guy to be champion, he has a title fight, I would pick him too. Um, I, just saying. But um, look, yeah. we, we've been getting favorable lines on Glover is old and washed up for at least the last four years. Um, since he since keeps getting Gustavo, hurt in these fights and not getting finished, like how many yeah. times? Since, well, since the since the Gustafson fight, oh, that was it because that well that wasn't long after the Rumble Johnson fight, 
So that was kind of back-to-back, and everybody was like, oh, that's it. Since then, he's won seven of his last nine, plus a title. He's gotten hurt in, like, one out of every two fights um, from there. Got hurt really bad against Roberson. Got hurt really bad against Tiago Santos. Got hurt really bad against a whole slew of other people I'm probably forgetting. I don't see any reason why Jan, he be Didn't to Jan had him really bad hurt in the first round, didn't he, if I'm remembering right? Probably, uh, probably, probably. I don't remember, but I feel like I'm not 100. Um, percent I, I feel like every time I close my eyes, I see I see Teixeira getting rocked, and then I open my eyes, then I close them again, and he's getting a submission. Like, like that's that's the whole. Well, I mean, that's I. I don't think I would really question on your take is why you think you wouldn't be able to take a shot when he's taking one from everybody else. Um, you only unless... do it for so long. I, I'm kind of I'm extrapolating a little bit, and I'm a believer in. Jamal Hill's power. Right, well, there you go. But I, I just think I think he'll be fine if he has to weather a little bit. Now, within reason. I mean, if, if Jamal Hill really starts to go off on him, he could obviously stop this fight with strikes. But the one piece, the the one piece here is inside of a minute, inside of thirty seconds, our friend, my friend and yours, Paul Craig, had him in a tie up and dragged him to the ground. Now, Glover yes. isn't really the guard-pulling type. That's not really what he does. But six takedowns against Thiago Santos. Had taken down six times. Thiago Santos had never taken anyone down more than three times in his entire career. That's not what he does. Um, so if you put all that together, man, I'm having a hard time picking Hill. Um, he can do this, Sure. There's there's just too much going against him, and if Paul Craig can 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 break his arm, then Glover Teixeira can break whatever he wants. Uh, so my pick is Glover. If he gets it down there, Glover will take a body part home. Agreed. Yeah, but uh, you have to believe in a guy who's who he's going to get that kind of tattoo on him. He's got to have crazy power. Jamal Hill's the worst worst tattoo in MMA. I hate them things. Like what is that the thumbs, the thumbs up thing? Yeah, thumbs, that's, that's, yeah. I think it's yeah, the worst yeah. tattoo out there. It's bad. Uh, but yeah, so my my pick is Glover. I'm there's always a, a risk that he gets hurt, but there's there's just too much going for him here. Glover all the way. Joe, bring us home. Yeah, I'm on Glover here. Um, I, I it's not without risk to Chris's point. Um, you know, I'm gonna get nervous in the beginning, but I do think if Glover gets one takedown, he could end it. Um, you know, he's that good on the ground, and it's in Brazil, and I have to believe that training with Michelle Pereira can only help Glover uh, as it relates to this fight. So um, look, I'm going to have shares of Hill. And honestly, when I first looked at this, I have this process where I like to build a lineup, like right off the cuff without doing any studying as soon as salaries drop. And um, (laughs) my first lineup had Hill in it. So I'm going to definitely play some Hill here. And I think everybody should, because he has the ability in all honesty, to put up 125. That's his ceiling, right? He could put up, you know, he could put up 125, right? He could get that early KO, knockdown, 25-point bonus. You got to have shares of him. But I I honestly do believe that Glover's going to win this fight. He has been a money machine for me. Um, just love him, and maybe there's a little bias there. But um, I'm going to take Glover here. All right, guys, it's time for hot takes. Anybody in chat, if you have a hot take you want to drop on us, do it now. We'll do this before we're out of here. Again, Joe is pulling up this handy-dandy parlay he usually throws out every week. I am going to say um, for my hot take, Shogun Hua goes out in a blaze of glory via second-round knockout. Anybody else got a hot take you want to Wait, drop? I thought you were picking him. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where, goes, I thought you were picking he him. He goes out and he goes out and well, he goes out. Oh. He goes out. He, okay. He's on a high note. Second, who uh, puts out Poteria in the second round. All right. Leaves. I thought setting, I thought you meant like setting, in a, in a, in a hail of gunfire. He goes uh, down. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's going to be a war. I, Shogun Hua, second round knockout. Please don't ever come back again. Please. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna go. It's this is the least sexy hot take I think I've ever given here, but it's actually pays pretty well. It's 
I like both dogs in the in the main and co-main, and it's uh, at the current odds. You know, we're talking plus three fifty, which is again, you know, maybe not very sexy, but like, give me plus three fifty all day long. I mean, you know, if you got uh, you know, if you got two hundred laying around, you know, it's going to pay nine oh two. You know, if you've got two fifty lying around, it's going to pay eleven twenty seven fifty. And if you want to go all out and you know, throw a nickel on it. You know, you you got uh, a nickel gets you back uh, two thousand two hundred and fifty five dollars. See, that's I just handsome. did it right now. I just put Very a nickel handsome. on it. Look at Joe. I like it. Chris, hot take. Uh, yes, my hot take also concerns Shogun Hua. I'm going to go off a little bit off the beaten track and say that this fight goes to decision. All right, that's I'll accept that as a hot take for sure. Um, the only one we have in chat, you guys are quiet in chat today. What's going on? Zero Miedo Moreno via <laughs> by body kick KO. I like uh, I I love the specific ones. You don't get any extra points for that, but I do uh, like. Oh, like but Fred Figueredo isn't Kai Car France. Come on. By the way, that look for Moreno in that fight is a bad look before fighting Figgy again. If that Mar- if that Moreno shows up, Figueredo smashes him. Smashes. I, I think that was a bad night for, for Moreno. I think that was honestly the worst Moreno has looked and the best Kaikar France has looked in a while. Yeah. And Moreno still got a finish. So if that version of Moreno shows up, I think it's a problem. I don't think he does. I think we get a better fight. I still like Figgy. Um, that's it for this episode, guys. Make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free, 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Fuck credit cards. Um, oh, we have one more. One more. Oh, wait. We got another. One more. Just, I like this one. Johnny Walker. Can, you know what? If I lose on Johnny Walker, I hope Paul Craig memes him into next century. I hope Paul Craig lands a Chris Barnett wheel kick. Like, that that would be how that, it would work, too. He, he, does, he has those head kicks. He's got them. You know, it'd be like it'd be Johnny Walker chasing him down and throwing a punch and bouncing off the cage and hitting himself in the face. Yeah. That's how Johnny Walker gets KO'd. All right, that's it for this episode of Fight IQ, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rotowire MMA is where you got to go. Appreciate all the support. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.